0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Clearlight Connections where we talk to the people behind the businesses of Bay Area Houston, proudly sponsored by UTMB Health. Uh, special guest today, Jim and Jane Sweeney with Minuteman Press. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's, let's talk about the history of, of your involvement with Minuteman Press, the chamber, the community. Uh, let, let's dive in. How, how did you get started in the business?
1: Uh, Minuteman Press, the franchise, and uh, I don't know, 20, uh, 29 years ago now, uh, we, are, I started looking <laughs> at uh, uh, wanting to get out of corporate life and do something uh, on my own. And uh, I, I actually attended a franchise show. They have these in Houston franchise shows. And uh, this really beautiful booth. And this, honestly, this six foot seven tall guy just reached out and grabbed me and pulled me into the booth. Turns out he was a retired uh, professional basketball player. And, uh, working for Miniman. Working for Miniman. <laughs> and uh you know did the song and dance and whatever and um i just started kind of looking into it and they call you back and they have a whole thing and i hadn't told jane any of this yet and (laughs) uh they started taking me around to i was in sales at that time so i had a little free time and they started taking me around a couple different like today we had a visitor uh because there was a franchise show two weeks ago so they brought somebody into our store to tour the shop and we did i did some of that and and then um Knew that there was a a place here in Clear Lake, and long story, but this is funny. And so I finally got up the nerve to tell Jane that I was looking at this, right? And she and she said, "No, we're not going to, you know, do it because I work for you know corporate job, whatever." And uh, and she said, "Okay, if we're going to do it, 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 it's got to be here in Clear Lake. I'm not going to." I said, "Well, there's already a franchise here in Clear Lake. We can't have that one. So we're not doing it." Then you know, (laughs) and then I went to visit the lady here, and she said, as I was leaving, she said you know, if you guys really would be interested in a Clear Lake location, I'm interested in selling. So, of course, I, you know, scurried back and told Jane that, and Jane said, we'll never get the money for that, you know. <laughs> and uh, uh, then July 15th, 28 and a half years ago, I turned in my resignation and walked out the door. There we big,
0: big commitment. Big commitment. Took it. Took a risk, but that, that, I mean, that's, but that's business, right? You take a risk, and then hopefully there's a reward. Now, you guys get along so well. You work together. <laughs> how, does that, how does that work? I, we, we've had so many married couples, and I, I'm amazed that, you know, I, I don't think my wife and I could do it. I, I love her, but I don't think we could work together.
2: When we first met in college, it was because we were working together. And um, at that time... No, I was the boss. At that time, he was the boss. Well, that, of course, has changed, but <laughs> I don't know. We just have easygoing personalities and kind of um, work off of each other's... Talents. Talents, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's a common theme, I find, is that you both, both couples in these business relationships bring something to the table and make it work. That seems to be a common theme.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, Jane has always been the people person. And even when I was in sales, in corporate sales, I was terrible at getting information out of people jane could sit down next to somebody and she knew what their, who, what their mother's name was and who their grandmother where their grandmother lived and you know in 15 minutes <laughs> i'm still eating my my salad you know <laughs> <laughs> and that's just you know she's carried that through you know the business uh I, i'm more of a strategist and and uh, uh you know numbers kind of numbers, numbers guy sure. you know mm-hmm. and and uh you know thinking of the next big thing and that kind of stuff
0: so talk a little bit about okay you've been in this a long time 29 years that that's 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 a, a, a nice long time. How, how have what's changed? How how has business changed over the years? What what are your what are your you know we a we lot. we talk a lot in, in, in these these episodes about how in business you're always gotta try try new things, you always gotta be growing because if not the the converse is true. What right. what's changed over the last twenty right, years? Right, grow
1: or die, that's exactly right. Um I, gosh.
2: <clears throat> when we started Minuteman, um we had two Printing presses, hard, you know, heavy metal sitting on the floor. We had a press operator. um, And that's what we did. We put ink on paper. Literally, we put ink on paper.
1: And then we got another one, yeah. And then
2: the digital age started coming around because people started wanting color. And we could do color on the presses, but it was a lot more expensive. So we got our first little small digital color copy, and I don't forget how much we charge for color copies. It was three copies a minute. Yeah, it was so slow, Yeah. yeah. And, um, it's just changed as the demand grew. People wanted color, they wanted it faster. They wanted it cheaper. And so then the industry moved to digital presses.
1: Right now you got the Amazon experience, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you order, you want not expect to have it the same day. Uh, and it's kind of like that. But with, with, with equipment we have now, uh, we're basically an all digital shop. We sold the last printing press about five years ago to another minute man. And uh, uh, we went all digital, we've got two uh, large, production color printers. We have the capability of outputting, instead of three copies a minute now, 160 full-page, full-color copies per minute, uh, and then uh, and making booklets and all that stuff. It's all in line, it's all automatic now, you know, kind of stuff. Um, and then and-
2: the world decided, you know what, you have my digital files, you have my logo. What right. else can you do? So then the industry kind of moved to not just ink on paper and digital copies, but can you do signs? So we added that equipment to the, you know, and then we started dabbling a little bit in apparel. And then when COVID hit and the world shut down as far as um, people weren't doing events, which is a large part of what we do. And they right. weren't making sales calls. They weren't, they didn't need their brochures. They right. didn't, but they needed face masks. so. Jim got out there, and I don't. I mean, we, he scoured his. That was, a, that was and, a big pivot.
1: I mean, from yeah. the, from you, you could almost from the printing press to the digital printer. You know, it's still kind of ink on paper. Even signs is still ink on something, uh, but this was different. You know, so. Uh, so he we, started
2: finding face masks pivoted, and yeah. medical stuff for people, and we kind of became the go-to person in the area for that because he was finding it. He was getting it from China as much as we don't prefer deal with them that's where they were being manufactured and so um we started doing face masks and we had to come up with a way to actually get a color logo on those and from that we started dealing with vendors and then Jim decided you know what we can do this better and cheaper and faster in-house so now we have the equipment to do that so and that's gone from face masks to lots and lots of t-shirts, and we don't only do the t-shirts in-house, but we also do transfers for other people to buy and then make t-shirts out of, so.
0: Yeah, I think a big mistake small business owners make is they don't invest in, in the infrastructure, the technology. I mean, if you still had those three printing presses, what would your business look like compared to what it looks like today
1: yeah there's there are guys in houston who have printing presses that were five times as big as ours were and 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 they need to make payments on those machines you know so uh if if we had stayed analog i i knew printers up until two or three even four years ago who didn't have computers in their shops i don't i have no idea i have no idea how they how they existed i have no idea uh, everything is digital now mm-hmm. and uh, there are I, I still have friends who have printing presses but they're big printing presses and they're full color printing presses and they're semi-automatic printing presses uh, they still have press operators but those printing presses do more now and better and faster
2: and they're relying on small printers to feed the business right that needs to be put on a large press so
1: yeah so we still do some of that work and so I have we have five people that we go to that I trust that when we need that kind of work, because they've already invested in that equipment. Yeah, I've invested in a whole different area of equipment. I have printers buying transfers off of me to put on their T-shirts that they need for their customers' 5K run or something. You know, so I've got screen printers buying for me because they can't effectively screen print fifty full-color images on a T-shirt. I can do that in an hour.
2: If you don't you know. evolve, we would. If- if we hadn't involved, we would have died.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and you know, it. it Jane and I during the pandemic uh, were everything before that just seems in a, you know a blur. We you know twenty years, twenty five years, and you know, but we were by ourselves for eight months, almost a year. We had nobody else in the shop with us, and we had the second store in Galveston. Allison, our daughter, was running the second store, and so it was basically just her and one other person down there, and the two of us and clearly, of oh, the
2: graphic artist.
1: And so, and we had a graphic artists, but she was working from home, you know, remotely. And so uh, we just, and we just have, had to make the decision that we were still invested in this, and how are we going to get out of it? And so we 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 came out of it strong. We had this year will be uh, as good as any year prior to the pandemic. Right. pandemic. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: So let's switch gears a little bit. I, I've known you guys for years and years, and you guys are so heavily invested in giving back to the community, and and participating in not only the chamber but but other nonprofits. Was that purposeful, or is it just who you are?
1: No, I don't really think it was purposeful i just i have a hard time saying no <laughs> uh, I think a lot of that came out of it and uh, um, we just started saying yes and 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 at one point we about sixty percent of our clientele were not for profits uh, I, I used to tell people we were the biggest nonprofit printer in, in, in Houston until we started making money. <laughs> you know? and, uh, and, and we're probably the, the largest. We probably still have 40% of our clients are probably still not for profits, if not more. And we just have a heart for uh, helping people, I think.
2: You have to give back to your community. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, if it wasn't for the community, we wouldn't exist. Yeah. It's, it's there, you know, and it's, it just makes you feel good.
0: Well, and you guys have both been long time involved with the chamber. You've both chaired the organization. What's that brought to you personally, professionally?
1: Uh, I, I was chairman in 1999 and 2000. And, uh, gosh, I remember my very first chamber lunch back in, I, in 1994, I guess it was. Lonnie Clements was uh, was the chairman. Another print shop owner. Another yeah. print shop owner. <laughs> was just down the street from us. Was the chairman of the board. And, uh, a, a very giving guy, nice guy helped us out a little bit, you know, when we needed help. And, but that's just the way it's been in this chamber community. Uh, uh others have helped us along the way have, uh, uh, with what, with whatever we, we might've needed. And we tend, we try to buy as much as we can from other chamber members. Some things just in our industry just aren't available, you know, around here, but, uh, you know, it's electric, electrician services, plumbers, all that, you know, sort of stuff. And then, uh, uh, we just we find by um by doing that and and by our, our giving to uh to the nonprofits getting getting back to that that those things just come back to us you know tenfold we 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 don't really traditionally market we've never really traditionally market we've done it through the chamber of commerce through jane and i've each been on boards of other nonprofit organizations and served as in president capacities and that's the way we we grew our business by you know kind of giving back and you know sort of came back to us do you
0: have a soft spot for problem. any particular nonprofits?
2: education is huge for us yeah um i came from an education background i was a school teacher my parents were both in education and it's just i mean it's important um and kids yeah education and kids so
1: community and schools <laughs> was a big you know still in our a big yeah. part of our lives you know for many years we both longtime board members and and, and presidents of the board at different times and um uh we just seen the 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 help that that organization has been to kids, you know, in our community. Kids and dogs. We're foster failures for dogs too, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what's what's on the horizon? What's next for Minuteman Press for the Sweeney's?
1: Well, we sold our Galveston store in um, August of this year. We had it. For, we kept it for five years, which was our commitment to the franchise. We we bought it out of bankruptcy, built it back up, and sold it. Which was our commitment, and we did that. And, and um, Allison was ready to come back up, up here to Clear Lake. It's a crazy place in Galveston, and it's I, I actually really. loved it. I loved it down in Galveston, but uh, I, I don't have the structure myself to be down there and, and running, you know, running the business mentally. Uh, I'm just kind of all too over too many the place. other things going too on. Too many yet. other things going yeah. on, you know. Uh, so, but for us right now, I you know I I think we ha- we have the equipment that we need to do almost anything that we need to do right now. And, and the staff, and, I think. Too. And most of it's new. We've, we've mm-hmm. continued to re- to invest in the business, even 28 years later. Again, we finally have a, a great staff. We have a full staff, which took us a while to get back to up to a full staff. Yeah. So uh, Jane and I are no longer working, you know, 90 hours a week kind of thing. Uh, Allison, our daughter, has come up and she's running the operation now. And
0: uh, it we, must be rewarding to be able yes. to hand it off and, and, and see your child kind of blossom and. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she has to tell me to step away every now and again, you know. Not me, <laughs> not me. It's easy for me to step away. <laughs> and where I'm wandering around sometimes with my coffee cup, and she, you know, she has to give me something to do. So, but that's a great thing, you know. Uh, sometimes I even leave at four o'clock. Wow, that's.
0: So you said you're fully cool. staffed. How do you how do you keep people? That's 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 a hard trick, and a lot of small businesses have have struggled with that.
2: I I think we've learned, you know, you've you've got to make sure that they know that we know. We depend on them and that, you know, it's, it's going around in the morning and asking me, you know, how was your day? How was your weekend? And, and trying to remember things about about their life. Just, just I mean, treating them like a, a friend with, but you have the authority. And um, we have a young staff, um, which is new, <laughs> which is nice. It's just a nice group of uh, young people and they're enthusiastic and we've had to train most of them, which is kind of nice. We do offer health benefits which is a plus for keeping them
1: um yeah we I mean we pay, we pay a fair wage we don't we don't kill anybody um you know i'm not a taskmaster. James, the one that goes around and asks them if they're having a nice day and you know that sort of stuff I, you know i just tell them to get back to work <laughs> and <laughs> here's, the, here's the next thing on the list um but man i'm in there with them too i'm in there working with them yeah uh, you know i don't i don't That'll um, keep you young you know yeah i, I mean working 30. with young people will keep you young yeah, for yeah. sure yeah. Uh-huh. i yeah. think they're all in their 30s
2: you know. I think so. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, we're start We are. We're all carting Jane carts around a case of paper. We just, we just, everybody pitches in and does what needs to be done to keep the customers happy and coming back and seeing us because that's everybody's paycheck is dependent on that.
0: Well, and, and that's you said you don't really do a lot of marketing, so it's all about customer retention. Becomes all about doing a good job, being there for them. Oh yeah. And and then you know you, you talked about your business development strategies, being there and 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 really getting involved.
1: We have customers I mean, We do, do
2: marketing. We do direct mail. We do a lot of things, just not the cliche kind of marketing, I
1: guess. Yeah, the franchise you know, the franchise method of marketing is going out and knocking on doors and still to this day and collecting samples, coming back and quoting them and Delivering them again, and you know, trying to get the first job. I haven't, I've never done that, and they know that I don't do that, so they never even talk to me about that. But, but it doesn't work
2: for us if you come knock on my door. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I just so I figure why you know we'd right. rather go out and get to know somebody and.
1: But we do because we sell direct mail, right? So we, we, I, we, we, we mailed out a uh, thousand postcards last month. We'll mail out two thousand this month. It's just we do that because it works. It's, yeah, it's still effective. Still yeah. effective. I didn't realize that, right? social media uh, in in the transfer into the business that's where most of my businesses come website. from social media Minuteman manages our website so they we have a, we pay extra for a pretty large uh, search engine optimization uh, search engine marketing program uh, and that brings us a lot of leads but we still have customers from day one from 29 years ago that are still with us
0: so Let's say I wanted to get involved in a franchise. What advice do you have for, for somebody looking to possibly get out of whatever it is they're doing, like you did 29 years ago, and, and, and find a franchise that they think would work for them? What, what advice would you give them?
2: Do your homework. Um, we have some really good friends that just recently sold their franchise, and hearing what their franchise expects of them is so different from ours. Ours is very hands-off. Um, the cap is very low as far as our royalty fees uh, the support is amazing they you know they come they visit but it's not coming to visit to inspect us it's coming to visit and saying hey how can we help you
1: right or, that's that's critical is, yeah. is finding a franchisor who will support you uh and who cares that you are that you grow and will help you get there to that level that you want to grow to because there are some that don't they just want your royalty check some of you
2: them see. you're just an, an employee i think yeah. ours Ours is not that way, so I would really do your homework, and I think you're going to find that out not by talking to the franchiser, but by talking to the franchisees. Go and yeah. talk to them, and not when they're around. Pick up the phone. So, like the guy that toured our place today, you know, here's our card. Call us. You know, you don't have to have him there with you because we'll be on, and we're honest no matter what. But. Sometimes, you know, you get more information.
1: But. Actually, I did that back then. They, they took me to four or five places, and I went to four other places on my own. I just found where they were, and I just stopped in to visit them. And uh, and, and, and then I one of them recommended a book for me to read, which I read that book. And then uh, just, you know, the sales guys are the sales guys. You know, the, the, you know they're selling a franchise. That's their job. Uh, but having the support system is critical, especially for a new business. I mean, I, you know, coming out of corporate life, Jane was a teacher. My dad was a longtime entrepreneur, uh, but that was—I was sort of, you know, in another state, in another part of the country, kind of thing. You know, I—I I had the bug, but I wasn't exactly sure what to do. So the, the franchise, having a franchise, gives you the base. It gives you the structure to start a successful business, but it's all on you. Yeah, th- it's
0: that's as far as it goes, that's right? As far as
1: it's all on yeah. you. Yeah. It's
2: easier to get an SBA loan too, though.
1: As a franchisee, because true. you have the
2: support. Okay. At least with ours, it was. They yeah.
1: count. Uh, they, at least they did. The SBA counted that as two or three years of experience if you're going with a franchise because they have a recipe mm-hmm. already built for you.
2: So there's that.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I've enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so much for being on. Thank,
1: thank you. Thank you. We've had fun. Yeah. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, Clear Lake.